this 2023 AFC North season-long player props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. And we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, August the 30th, currently 105 on the East Coast. And we are at the finish line for our season-long player props, the last division. Uh, I think arguably, at least in my eyes, probably the best division in football going into this year, just because this... Uh, division is going to be very, very competitive. Rod's already making a face at me, but we'll get his thoughts here in a minute. Um, but yeah, uh, last uh, episode here, at least for our season-long player props, like I mentioned, seven down. The AFC North is left, and we are going to tackle those player props here today. But joining me, you guys know him as the voice on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, F1 Gambling Podcast, of course, here on the PropCast and on the NFL Gambling Podcast as well. It's Rod Gomez, Rod. Why are you making faces at me, sir? We're only in August and you're already making faces at me. <laughs> it's only 10 o'clock in the morning and I woke up and chose violence. I, I mean, listen, I, I get it. This is going to be a competitive. That's And that's probably the one takeaway that you can go. This will be probably the most competitive out of all of them because all the teams outside of maybe Baltimore uh, have something and very, very close but I mm, there's still a lot better teams out there. I don't know if this is the best team, or best division in the in the league, but it certainly will be the most competitive. I'll give you that, Moonoff. Okay, most competitive. We'll we'll uh, we'll uh, meet in the middle and call it the most competitive. Rod woke uh, woke up and chose violence this morning. Chris, uh, we were talking offline, uh, was not in a very good mood this morning either. But guys, it's a brand new day. It's hump day, Chris. How you feeling this morning, my man? What's up, you know? What's up, right? Uh, excited to be here with you guys as always, man. It's ex- you know, it's exciting to be able to go through these player props with you guys. I know we had a lot of alignment, so it's gonna be interesting to see what a you know what a what a coin flips or what a ball lands today. Uh, excited to chop it up with you guys, and uh, you know, every time we do one of these shows, you know, if we kind of talk about it, we're getting closer and closer to the to the you know to the regular season. So it's exciting to be able to kind of you know put all this in play and you know be down to you know, last division. So let's jump into it, man. I'm excited. Yeah, man. We're a little over a week away from the first game of the 2023 NFL season. Um, and again, it's, I think this is the time that everybody's been waiting for. It's like kids uh, waiting for uh, Christmas, at least for football fans, like we all are here, football junkies uh, on the sports gambling podcast network. Shout out to the chat. Uh, the producer of the Golf Gambling Podcast, Cameron Kerr, is in there. And shout-out to Cam as well. He does all of our uh, YouTube thumbnails, at least for the pods that I'm on, the NBA pod, the uh, NFL pod, the uh, PropCast, and um, 
Which one did I forget? I forgot one of the pods. But yeah, shout out to Cam for all the hard work that he puts in. He's here. He's here to patrol that we're not slandering the Steelers. He's a huge Steelers fan. So uh, just uh, be mindful of what you guys say about the Steelers here today on this episode. But yeah, like we talked about it, guys, I think this is the most competitive division, at least. And again, this uh, division doesn't have a single, t- well, has one team, I believe, that does have a win total above 10. And I think that is the Cincinnati Bengals. But they are dealing with their starting quarterback, Joe Burrow, with a calf injury. Uh, still not don't know what the status exactly is for Joe Burrow uh, for week one um, from the looks of it and the things that I've, at least I've read it, that it seems like it's only a grade one cap strain, but you know, it, it could be a lingering thing during the regular season if he does come back too fast, but that's something we'll keep an eye on as we talk about player props, not only for today, but also when we talk about our weekly player props uh, for the NFL season. So uh, let's dive right into it. Uh, gentlemen, AFC North, uh, Chris, why don't you lead us off uh, tonight with your first player prop? <laughs> you know, I said tonight, and Roger Our, said he woke up at ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's all, it's all you know what the funny part is? Like the amount of pods and episodes that I do for SGPN, I think this is. I think us three are on Ian on three different time zones. So you know we're kind of all over the place. But I'll say afternoon, morning slash afternoon. There we go. Hey, this is a podcast. You can listen whenever. So it yeah, there we go for you. So. <laughs> Whenever and wherever it may find you, like like Rod just said. So <clears throat> let's jump into it. Quarterbacks. I'm looking at uh, Mr. Jackson, who was hurt last year, and I like his rushing yards. The number is 725. I know, you know, the caveat here is that he has finished the last two seasons injured, right? So they probably will try to utilize his legs more. I'm just, I don't know how much I believe him, believe in him as a as an actual passer. You go through and look at the numbers, and they're not that great, right? So um, it's a ton of reasons for me to like this. So I'll just start with uh, subtraction of offensive coordinator Greg Roman, who is gone. He was, you know, big run-heavy guy, the kind of the architect of that that offense. And you add uh, Todd Munkin, who loves high-volume passing, right? He uh, So I think that bodes well for Lamar, uh, you know, being able to just probably get back and, you know, not be on the center as much and, you know, be in the shotgun uh, type type formation so uh the play play breaks down guess what lamar is doing what what his instincts tell him to do and that's gonna be able to you know be able to run the ball you also just look at his recent performances he's gone over this 725 and a half projection in four straight seasons and he hasn't even played a complete season in any of those right last four years he's missed 11 games in those four years we know that he had the season into injury last year as well and the one thing that i liked you know is also that he that he went over in that time but Last year, he ran uh, for 70 yards in six of his 12 games um, that he did play in. Um, so I love that he ranks first in rushing uh, attempts in rushing yards and yards per attempt as well. Uh, since becoming a starter in 2019, we just need him to stay healthy. But I'm taking Lamar over uh, over this number, over 725 and a half rushing yards. And it's actually even money. Plus 100 is where you can find this over on DK. Exactly what you mentioned there, Chris, that it's uh, it's instincts for Lamar Jackson that, you know, if his first read's not there, maybe a second read's not even there, that his instincts are going to be wanting to take off. And I think we talked about this. I think I don't know if it was Josh Allen or was another scrambling quarterback. Jalen Hurts, I think, was the name that we talked about as well, um, that their instincts are just to take off. And, you know, we know how dynamic of a player that Lamar Jackson is when he utilizes his feet. Um you mentioned the offensive coordinator change that maybe they want to open up the playbook here and for him to throw the ball a little more. But I still think that 
the best weapon right now for Lamar Jackson by far in his career has been utilizing his legs. And again, we go back to the year that he did win the MVP, uh, 1,206 yards on the ground, followed up that year with 1,005 rushing yards. Uh, last two seasons, he only played in 12 games each, but 767 and 764. So if he plays one more game, or again, as much as I want to believe they are going to open up the passing game, I still believe that he's going to utilize his feet here uh, this upcoming season, just because that's just how great of a player Lamar Jackson is. And he's been doing that for his entire career, not only at the uh, professional level in the NFL, but also at the collegiate level where he was um, at, at Louisville. So, yeah, I like it. I can't argue against it. We talked about some of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league. The top names that come up, Lamar Jackson, number one in my eyes. We talk about Josh Allen, uh, Jalen Hurts has entered that category as well since he became the full-time starter for the Philadelphia Eagles as well. So, yeah, no argument from me here on Lamar Jackson on his rushing yards over. Um, again, we've talked about it all seven previous episodes. Health it has been the, uh, the theme of our player props here. And hopefully, uh, at least for the sake of Baltimore Ravens fans and their and their uh, future trying to win a championship, that Lamar is able to stay healthy. Uh, Rod, thoughts on Lamar Jackson's rushing yards? So Baltimore has always been a triple option offense. I, I call it the uh, the pro equivalent of a triple option offense. Those guys always are running the ball, whether it's the running backs, whether it's the quarterback. And for Lamar, he's the key of that. And, and his legs, where his legs go, that team goes. And so I think they need him to, to still be that regardless of whether or not they're trying to sort of move their offense into a more pass happy offense. I think they'll find that might be a little more difficult than they expect. Obviously, like Chris said, they're going to fall back on Lamar's legs. And, and I think that's where the yards are going to go. So I like this. Uh, I like this prop to go over to. All right. Before we get over to Rod's player prop number one, let me tell everyone about DraftKings Sportsbook. College fans, are you ready for week one? I believe that uh, kicks off on Thursday night tomorrow uh, for officially week one of the college football season. DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that is a lock is a great offer from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, promo code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com. Sportsbook.draftkings.slash football terms. Boy, that's a mouthful. Uh, All right, Rod, take us over to player prop number one for you, my man. What do we got? Uh, Cameron. You might want to close your ears on this one, and I'm not saying that uh, I'm going to disrespect them, but I'm going to take an under on a Steelers player, uh, and that is going to be Kenny Pickett. His touchdown total is at 17 and a half. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to take the under on this one. Uh, You get this a plus 104. I think it's over on FanDuel was where I got it. But uh, look, 
we all know that the Steelers pride themselves on a, on a running game, right? We know that uh, over the years, it's it's been uh, the bus. It's been all these fantastic runs. It's been Le'Veon Bell. Right now, it's Najee Harris. Like they, they want to be a smash mouth running team. Obviously, Ben Roethlisberger played a large part in that. And it's definitely uh, uh, their, the identity of their team. They, they're not really a pass-happy team. And now, Kenny Pickett loses Chase Claypool. Not to say that Claypool was this fantastic uh, addition to that offense, but uh, Claypool's not there anymore. Now, he's throwing to Deontay Johnson, George Pickett, uh, Allen Robinson. All these guys are great receivers in, the, in and of their own right but I don't think any of these guys are huge touchdown machines. Right. And thanks Cameron. I'm glad you don't hate this one for sure. Uh, <laughs> but also if you go back through it since 2018, even Ben Roethlisberger has yet to, uh, has only thrown over 17 and a half uh, touchdowns once in that span. And that was in uh 2020. Oh, hold on. Let me make sure I got my tab, right? Um, that was in 2020, yes, when he threw for 33 touchdowns on the season. Since then, it, they've only combined really uh, – oh, I'm sorry, Ben Roethlisberger did it twice. He did it last year or the last year he was in, but he only threw for 22. So as a team, they've barely tossed for more than 17 and a half. Uh, 2018, as a team, they threw for 17. Uh, ben Roethlisberger threw 16. And then Joshua Dobbs threw a touchdown in there as well. In 2019, uh, Mason Rudolph threw nine. Uh, Devin, uh, Devin Hodges, stuttering is contagious, threw eight. So, again, they're not that much of a touchdown throwing team. And uh, uh, I, I just, like I said, I think that the touchdowns are going to come from the ground. Pickett is good, but he's in an offense that doesn't throw very many touchdown passes. So, give me the under 17 and a half at plus 104. For Kenny Pickett uh, and his total touchdowns. I think for the Steelers this year, <clears throat> their success is going to be on the shoulders of obviously Kevin uh, Kenny Pickett, Kevin Pickett, Kenny Pickett. Um, and again, we saw he looked great in the preseason, right? There's no question about it now. I think the question now becomes for Kenny Pickett and the Steelers offense is going to be if he's able to take that next step. And when we talk about that second year leap that a lot of these rookie quarterbacks take, right? And I think for the for the Steelers, I mean, they've been a very successful organization for decades and decades, right? I mean, we talk about, like you mentioned, all the way going back to Jerome Bettis, the time they have been with Ben Roethlisberger, um, and the running game has has had so many great running backs for this team, and, and that continues as well uh, with Nashi Harris out of Alabama that they drafted a couple seasons ago. So, but now with Kenny Pickett coming in, a local guy, he went to Pitt, you know, for college. Um, we saw flashes of him last season especially at the tail end of the year and if you kind of go back and look at his stats i think he only threw one interception in the final i want to say i want to go back and look here real quick because i do have his information up right now so the final let's see i think it was like eight games or something like that he only threw for he threw one interception yeah so one two three four five six seven eight yeah and then but prior to that he had eight interceptions in those first like five starts that he made so we already saw the progression from kenny pickett in that back half of the season now he's had a full off season to you know um learn the playbook have a full uh, mini camp preseason with the steelers 
I think you're right, Rod, that number one, that the touchdowns will probably come from the running backs. I agree with Cam that he is mentioning that he'd like his passing yards to go over this season. I think that he's going to have a good uh, season throwing the football. And I'll, I'll save uh, one of my picks for the Steelers uh, later when we get to the skill positions here. So, yeah, agreement about uh, uh, Kenny Pickett on the under on his touchdowns here. Chris, thoughts on Kenny Pickett for the upcoming season? Yeah, it's a lot of things you guys mentioned already, so I won't regret to see those. But I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me is just like Rob mentioned, the wide receiving core, right? Like these guys aren't going to blow you away by any any stretch of their imagination, right? And, you you know, is, is Tomlin still there? Yes. So are they still going to be that smash mouth running team that Rod talked about? And the answer is yes. So, you know, you look for them to, to be in low scoring, smash mouth type games uh, with not the most offense, right? This isn't like the sexiest team, but they, they, they get, typically get the job done. We know what Tomlin has done, you know, since he's been there in his tenure. Um, so I think we continue to see a lot of that. And there also still could be, you know, some growing pains for him as well. I think he came in like week four at halftime last year. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's, it's still going to be some, you know, still could be a learning curve. He, he also got, you know, different receivers. They they bought over a couple guys. So um, I would agree. Uh, number just a tad bit too high for me to take the over. So that means I can only look towards the under, like Ross said. All right. He only he only he only threw for seven yeah. touchdowns last season at all and thirteen games. So uh, it's you're asking him to to get a lot more double that and then some yeah. in his second year. That's a little tough. Uh, all right. For my first player prop, I also will go back to Lamar Jackson. I'll take an under here as well. I'm gonna take the under on his passing yards. Um, this number comes in. I think I saw a three thousand. 450 let me double check here because i think that was on dk as well uh lamar jackson passing yards let's see here uh yeah so 3450 and a half passing yards over at DraftKings right now it's at minus 110 so i know we talked a lot about it when you know chris gave out the over on his rushing yards but i i i need to see it before i can believe it that this that he's number one going to be a successful passer in this league and i know we talked about the offensive coordinator change right but i think another thing i'm really not sold on is the wide receiving group for this baltimore ravens team right you brought in obj he's 34 years old he's coming off the acl i know he missed the entire last season to recover and and you know make his return back into the nfl now with the baltimore ravens though reliable for this team has been mark andrews right he's he's been solid um he's been probably the security blanket if not the first go-to guy for lamar jackson when we talk about uh the passing game rashad bateman also coming off in a season injury injury last year say flowers has seen we've seen flashes of him through training camp and in the preseason um but for lamar jackson to go out and essentially throw three thousand five hundred passing yards that would have to be the most in his career that he's done this in five seasons that he's been in the NFL. The most that he's thrown has been 3,127, which was back in the 2019 season, um, which I believe that's when he won the MVP um, for the uh, Baltimore Ravens in one season. He's only gone over 3000 passing yards, which was that 2019 season. And we talked about last season, the past two seasons, he's, he's dealt with injury and he's missed the final five games of the regular season. So, for me, again, it's, it's going to be a wait-and-see approach if that this passing game does have a lot of success. Um, I'm a little bit skeptical. Maybe it, it, it's something that, at least in the first season with a court coordinator change, that it may take some uh, time for them to, I guess, find that chemistry because you're going through what was a offense that was centered around Lamar Jackson's skill set 
which was running the football and utilizing his legs. And now you're going to, you know, have him, like Chris mentioned, go back in the shotgun and try to throw the ball down the field. So um, asking him to do 3,500 passing yards for me when he hasn't done in his career and in a new offensive system with, I don't believe that our above average receiving group, I'm going to take the under on Lamar Jackson here, here, uh, Rod, what do you think about his passing yards for this upcoming season? I mean, you nailed it right there. How how you expect somebody to do something that they haven't done in their entire career before uh, with, with, I mean, the, the only number one receiver you have is Odell Beckham Jr. And I'm sorry, but over the last few seasons, we haven't seen that same guy that made that one handed grab that told everybody that he was the best receiver in the league. That doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. And in 2019, um, again, this was a, this was a team that he carried on his back as well. Uh, and, and they sort of, I guess, outperformed what they were supposed to. You look at his receiving core. Then um, he had guys like Mark Andrews, like you said, Marquise Brown, uh, Hayden Hurst, Willie Sneed. It wasn't a, a very good uh, uh, team in 2019 either, but I feel like this might even be a, a worse situation for him just because these guys haven't played together before. And it's not, this is going to be a new system trying to get him to do something. That's just a, that's just an obscene number. I definitely smashed that under. Chris, thoughts on Lamar Jackson passing yards? Yep. I'm just in agreement with you guys. So like, like kind of like what Rob was mentioning, and you mentioned this as well, you know, if you're asking somebody that's coming off injury to do something they've never done before, right? This goes back to what Rob was saying about Pickett as well, right? Like they just, in Pittsburgh, quarterbacks just don't pass for that many. So you, you, you're asking, you're asking a, a player on a team in a system that hasn't changed to do something that, you know, they haven't done. And we always talk about like that first year, right? Like what that first year kind of looks like. So you're asking him to do something he's never done before. You're asking him to stay healthy because he has to stay healthy to, and able to do that as well. And there's new offensive coordinators, new wide receivers. Yeah, it's just the number is just a tad, not even a tad bit, honestly. It's, it's, it's completely too high now that you paint that picture. Um, you know, so I would, I'll be looking towards under as well, 34.50 and a half. And it's not a lot of juice. Minus 110 right now. I love it. All right, before we get over to our second round of player props here for the AFC North Division, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. August is almost over. We have two days left. And you know what that means? Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is do one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You, you set it. Forget it, and Underdog does the rest of the work. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all? The time is now. The last day to draft your Underdog, to, sorry, draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, make sure to check out the uh, SGP Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. This week's Patreon pick'em is all week one college football. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. To get all the details, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon. All right, gentlemen, let's get over to round two of our player props for the AFC North. Rod, lead us off, my man. 
All right, let's go back to that triple option offense in Baltimore. I'm going to take J.K. Dobbins. I will probably never stop taking draft picks on him or fantasy. I just love J.K. Dobbins. I wish that he would be able to stay healthy. I wish that he would be able to play uh, every single game. The man is a beast when he's out there, and I like his, uh, his rushing total over, and it's 750 and a half. You can find this at plus 100. It is even money. Um, and, and over 750 and a half, we talked about Lamar. We talked about how he's going to get his, but last season, this team rushed for 2,720 total yards. That is intense, right? That's a lot of rushing yards to go around. Plus they had guys like Kenyon Drake on the team that was actually getting some run, right? 109 yards or 109 attempts. Rather he's out. No more Kenyon Drake. So that leaves Gus Edwards, the bus that leaves, uh, justice Hill, Right. And and those guys aren't necessarily going to, I think, take chunks out of J.K. Dobbins workload in that J.K. Dobbins is is the guy. And if he can stay healthy, he's going to be that guy. Justice Hill had 49 carries last season, 262 yards. Gus Edwards, 87. Gus Edwards was more of that change of pace, short, short yardage type of a guy. That's what they're bringing him in for. But for J.K. Dobbins last season, 520 yards in eight games. The dude is averaging close to six yards a carry in his career, 5.9 yards per kid. That is insane. In his first year, right? He had 134 attempts and still averaged six yards a carry on 134 yards or 134 attempts, rather 850, 805 yards uh, in that season as well. We know that this is a running team still. We know that given I, and then I think this number is mainly because one, they don't think he's going to stay healthy all season long. And two, they think Lamar's going to throw the ball. Well, jokes on them. He is, but JK Dobbins at 5.9 yards per carry is still going to get a decent amount of run. Like I said, Kenyon Drake is gone. Those 109 carries up for grabs there for, for JK Dobbins. So 750 and a half at even money, take it, just take it and run. I mean, the, the the key right there is what you mentioned. The yards per carry is what jumps off the page when you look at J.K. Dobbins' stats, right? Uh, close to six yards per carry. Last season, if he was able to stay healthy, um, he would have surpassed 1,000 yards easily. Probably he would have done it another three, four games uh, for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. But also what you talked about, the depth chart uh, for this Ravens backfield um, is now pretty much J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. And we talk about Lamar Jackson as well. Kind of something similar to the Philadelphia uh, Eagles, where you have a running quarterback, but they have a very big logjam in that uh, running back group. But where, with the Ravens, at least, it's it's J.K. Dobbins, it's Gus Edwards, and it's obviously your quarterback, Lamar Jackson. So, again, if he's able to stay healthy, even if he plays 10 games or 11 games, something in that 10-12 neighborhood, I think that 12, that, that that's the key game, that if he plays 12 games, he's going to get over this number for sure. Um, Chris, thoughts on J.K. Dobbins for this upcoming season? Yeah, he was actually honorable mention for me uh, for a lot of the reasons that Rob Rob said. I, uh, he he didn't make the list for me, but if I, you know, he was the next next one. Uh, I know we only doing three, uh, and I looked at some of the same exact things that Rob said. I think that they're going to continue to run the ball. Um, you want to take some of that pressure off Lamar as much as possible as well. Right. And you talked about him enough when you broke down why you don't like, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson to go over his passing yards is because that wide receiving core hasn't really proven itself and is aging. Right. We're talking about Odell Beckham Jr. coming back after the injury. I think Rob mentioned that he's 34 years old already. Um, so you're going to have to rely the, the, the this one goes really, really. I think it's 
you know, the caveat is what I said about uh, Lamar Jackson going over his rushing yards is that you just need him to stay healthy because, you know, J.K. has been he has been, you know, pretty uh, unfortunate, you know, having having health, uh, you know, just just different things kind of come up. So I would only be looking to play the over on this one as well. Super small number. Like Rod said, I smashed that. Uh, all right, Chris, take us over to player prop number two, my man. What do you got? So I, I see uh, um, I see always fresh, never soggy in the in the comment section. He says, uh, any value on Faden Chubb as uh, the division rush leader? I don't I, I'm not going to answer that, but I will say that uh, Nick Chubb, I am taking his over on his 1,200 rushing yards, right? So Deshaun Watson's coming back, of course, and he's supposed to be Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson. But I think Chubb will still get, like, his fair share of carries. And that's what's, you know, scary about this potential offense if they can get Deshaun Watson back to that form, right? So I think Deshaun will – I'm not sure what Deshaun will be, but I know who Nick Chubb will be, right? And yeah. he's going to – I think he goes over this uh, goes over this number. Uh, minus 112 over one fan duel. Uh, Kareem Hunt, kind of what Rob was mentioning. Uh, you know, running back leaving, that, that's 123 carries. He's now in New Orleans playing for the Saints. So he's not, you know, necessarily splitting carries. And, and you know, Chubb was by far the, the better of the two as well. Chubb, uh, Kareem ran um, for 123 yards, uh, 123 carries last year, but just 3.8 yards per carry. He finished with under 500 yards, 468. And you look at Chubb, 302 carries. <laughs> this dude averages 5.1 yards per carry and rushed for 15.25 last season. Um, so, we, you know, of course, that's 123 that he probably won't get all of them, of course, right? But that's more carries for him. And, uh, you know, the, the big competition in the backfield is uh, Jerome Ford. Uh, yeah. A guy that saw just eight touches last year. <laughs> so, so I'm not sure how to, how to distribute that. Um, and you just also, you know, you just kind of look at his history. He's rushed for at least 1,201 yards in back-to-back seasons, three of his last four. Uh, and what's more impressive is the yards at the contact, 5.3 yards per carry over his five-year career. This guy has never rushed for under, and I probably not going to would, but he's never rushed. He's never rushed for under five point uh, any, you know, under five yards per carry uh, over the course of a season. So um, I looked at uh, his yards per carry after contact, 1,050 yards after contact last year. So to me, you know, it kind of solidifies who he is as a person. He's a big, powerful running back. It's hard to bring him down. Defenses don't try to as much. Uh, well, they try to, but it's not su- that successful. And then you just go back and you look, you know, since this 2018, since the 2018 season when he kind of started taking over, he's third in carries, he's second in rushing yards, he's third in rushing yards per game, and the Browns are projected to have one of the better offensive lines in the NFL this season. So I think that they continue to to, to rely on, on uh, Chubb a lot this year, uh, even though Deshaun is back. And like I said, we are not 100% sure what version, even if we get the best version, that just means his offense is going to be even better than what we're anticipating. So give me uh, give me Nick Chubb over the 1,200 and a half uh, uh, rushing yards, minus 112 over on FanDuel. I mean, I, I can't argue against it. Nick Chubb has just been an absolute monster ever since he uh, got drafted into the NFL, right? I mean, last season, you mentioned five yards per carry, 302 yards, 1,500 plus uh, rushing yards for Nick Chubb. Going back to last season, uh, 1,259 yards, and he's averaging 5.2 yards uh, per carry, and he's been at at a minimum five yards per carry in every single season that he's played for the uh, Cleveland Browns in his uh, five years. 
Um, and again, when we talk about if, if Deshaun Watson is going to struggle um, this upcoming season um, for the Cleveland Browns, just because, you know, again, last season, I'm not going to put a lot of stock into what happened with Deshaun Watson because he missed over a year plus with all the stuff that was happening off the field with him and, and you know, with the stuff that went down with the Texans and him not wanting to be there or whatever. Um, but now another suspension as well, right? So um, now he's had that full off season, but I'm, I'm still not sure I, I can get behind Deshaun Watson. But it only leads you to Mr. Reliable, which has been your success, has been Nick Chubb. And I think that, again, he should be primed to have another big year for the Cleveland Browns offense here, Rod. Yeah, and Cameron adding was Chubb only Chubb because of Hunt, though. Nah, I think that that's, Chubb is Chubb because he's Chubb, and I agree with always fresh. Nah, dude, is Derrick Henry 2.0? I don't know if I'd crown him that, but he's definitely a, a damn good running back for sure in and of his own right. I think he's I think he's Nick Chubb 1.0. Uh, if we're, if we're being honest here. So, um, and I've got, I've got more to add about him. Cause I've actually, uh, agree with uh, Chris on this one as well. I found another route to go on that, uh, that rushing total as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, look for Deshaun Watson's purposes, there are people that you think are going to bounce back from di- their diversity and, and be good. He seems to be a guy that never seems to bounce back from his diversity. He's always a guy that digs himself a deeper hole and, Unfortunately, I don't know that he's even going to last through this season on the Browns. So that just makes Chubb that much more valuable. Well, I mean, that just leads us right uh, perfectly into um, my next player prop. And that is what we call in this um, profession a transition. Deshaun Watson under uh, 3,700 and a half passing yards. Uh, and so again, it's it's a great segue to what we just mentioned about Deshaun Watson. And again, number one, I'm not exactly really sure. Um, on the skill position players, at least at the wide receiving group for this um, Cleveland Browns team, they're ranked number 18 as far as a positional unit group is their wide receiver position coming into the season. Uh, Amari Cooper, as much as the slack he got when he was with the Dallas Cowboys, um, this guy is out there and he plays games. But I, I, after that, for me, I think it's more that it's, I'm not sure what I'm going to get out of Deshaun Watson this upcoming season. And asking him to come out and throw for nearly 3,800 yards, I think that's going to be a tall order. Uh, again, you look at this division; it's going to be it's going to be a dogfight in every single one of those games. Uh, just because I think that number one, whoever has the winning record in this division, is going to win this division um, outside of those 11 games that they do play outside of the division. Unfortunately for this division, I believe they do play the AFC South this upcoming season as their games outside of the division. But for Deshaun Watson. Um, I think that there is going to be, I guess, growing pains within the Cleveland Browns offense. And it's kind of, you know, goes right back to what we talked about with Nick Chubb, that if things aren't going well or things are going well with Nick Chubb, why get away from it? Keep fitting the guy the ball. He gets you five yards per carry. You throw, give him the hand on the ball off on first down. He's getting you five yards. You're setting yourself up in second five. That's a great success, uh, at least in first down efficiency. uh, When we talk about a guy like Nick Chubb. So, now, Watson could get into the realm of 3,300, 3,400, 3,500 yards, even 3,600 yards, but asking him to get over 3,700 passing yards currently over at DK, um, I think that's going to be a tall order for him, at least in his first full season with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Rod, anything else to add about Deshaun Watson? No, we just talked about him in volumes. Well, I mean, think about it too. Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, DJP, like those, that's who he's throwing to. And yeah, Cooper has the opportunity to get 1,100 yards, maybe. 1200 yards, but expecting like Elijah Moore and DPJ to have another couple thousand yards themselves. 
I don't think that's happening. I think you're right. I think he's closer to the 3000 range, maybe 3,200, but uh, definitely not 37. That's such a high number for a guy that, again, we don't know what, what to expect out of him this season. Chris, anything else for Deshaun Watson? No, you guys, you, you, I think the, the, my biggest thing, you know, was the unknown, right? If I, if I, if I'm yeah. unknown about something, I'm automatically leaning towards under, right? Cause I, cause I, I, I can't, I gotta have confidence to feel like I'm gonna take it over. And we talked about this in, you know, numerous podcasts so far when we've been breaking down these divisions. And the other thing is just the wide receiving core, right? Like how, how good are they going to be? Then you can also lean on Nick Chubb, like you said, you know, so I won't, I won't, you know, regurgitate everything you said, but all of those things would kind of lead me towards the under as well. And and there's a possibility that a guy like Deshaun Watson blows us all away, right? He comes out yeah. here and throws for, you know, 4,000, you know, 4,200. But to me, that would kind of correlate with Nick Chubb not being that great. And, you know, who who these wide receivers that all of us miss on if he's still for that many yards, right? Like, is Amari Cooper turning into, to, to you know, Calvin Johnson of, of Detroit? The, the, the yeah. Lion days. So, <laughs> so yeah, I don't think so. So I would, I would lean towards the under as well. You know. All right. Uh, let's get over to our last round of player props. Uh, Rod, lead us off. I, I love that. Always fresh says, don't forget about Njoku. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we can't forget about him. Um, I, I'm going to piggyback off of Chris's uh, Nick Chubb stat. I found on uh, FanDuel where you can get Nick Chubb to have 1,250 or more regular season rushing yards uh, at plus 110. So you can kick this up to plus money. Uh, and, and this is just sort of a way to take the over. I mean, look, his his over on this is what, about 1,200 yards? If you think he can get 1,200 yards, I think he can get to at least 1,251. Uh, and, and just like Chris said, he's been a beast uh, since he's joined the, last year, what, 1,525? The year before that, 1,259. He cleared this by nine yards. The only seasons in which he hasn't done it is uh, the 2020 season where he didn't play a full schedule and his rookie season where he got 996. Since then, three out of the five have been over this mark. We think he's going to be relied on very heavily. Uh, and like I said, if he can get to 1,200, he can get to 1,250 quite easily. 1,251 really is. Well, actually, no, for this one, you just need 1,250. Uh, and you get plus 110 out of it. So, uh, like I said, I like it. I like this over. So, I went digging a little bit to try to find a better way to get you invested in his over. This is a much better way to take the over on his 12, uh, his 12 and uh, what is it? 1205, I think it is. Oh, 1205, yeah. Yeah, 1205. Take that one for sure, too, because that one's definitely going to cash. But double down on this one as well to get yourself some plus money uh, at 1250. Because, like I said, and like Chris said, this is going to be Nick Chubb's team, I think. And uh, he's going to need to be. And and I think he is going to be the leading rusher in the division because I, I'm not sure that Najee's going to get there to, to over 1200 yards. We know that none of the Ravens are going to go over 1200 yards by themselves, maybe as a team. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I don't know that Mixon's going to get there 12 either. So uh, yeah, I think, I think this is Chubb's rushing division. I think he gets to 1250 and I think you can get plus money out of that. 250 carries is the, is a, is the golden number uh, for Nick Chubb. If he's going to average, five yards per carry as he has in this first five seasons in the NFL. So um, if you want some plus odds, again, uh, get over to FanDuel. Uh, they have the uh, they have that plus 110 for, uh, uh, for Nick Chubb to get to that mark. Uh, Chris, take us over to your last player problem, man. What do we got? So let's go back to Baltimore. And I know when none of us are really how Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. Like I said, I like him rushing. 
but I do like Mark Andrews. If if there's a receiver that I that I really really like, and of course he doesn't play receiver, but he'll be catching the ball at tight end, it's him, right? So Mark Andrews over the lowest I could find the number, best number I could find, uh, 805, and a half uh, receiving yards, minus 112 over on Fanduel. Back to back seasons, this guy has gone over this 840 yards receiving. Uh, and three of the last four as well. He's he's still relatively young, only 27 years old. So I think he has a little left in the tank that so that he could you know do this again this year. Last year he missed uh, two games due to the shoulder injury, and uh, he only played nine games with Lamar Jackson before Lamar actually went down um, for that injury and missed the rest of the season as well. So you know all of that sets up really really well. Hopefully those guys can you know get more time together. Um, so I really love that aspect so he gets Lamar back and so so number wise this is what they kind of look like weeks one through six last year he had a 33 percent target share and he turned that into just under 76 yards per game and 76 yards per game is going to blow this number out of the like out of the water just Mm -hmm. Uh, and week seven through 16 so some of those weeks when when Lamar wasn't there he saw just 23 percent target shares he finished with just 36.5 yards per game uh, and we, you, you know, we don't even need him to average the 76. If he can just give us 50 yards per game over a 17-game stretch, that's going to get us 850, and we'll clear this number by 50 yards, right? Um, as weird as it may sound last season, he he still ranked, like, he because he missed that shoulder injury because Lamar wasn't there the whole time. He still ranked top three in targets for tight end, for, for, uh, for target, uh, for tight ends, receptions. Uh, receiving yards and tight ends uh, and all of those tight ends amongst um, since 2019 as well. So he is one of the more elite tight ends that we have in our league. Um, I think the additions of uh, older Odell Beckham Jr., like we kind of talked about, the stretch to fill actually helped. Same thing with Zay Flowers. I don't think that that is going to cut into his usage. Um, Lamar Jackson loves his tight end. This is a security blanket like we've been talking about on previous podcasts as well. I, what I absolutely love about this is that he cleared the number last year while missing two games, didn't have his quarterback, and he had 113 targets, which ranked second behind only guess who? Travis Kelsey, of course, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah. And then the you know the if if Baltimore's offense turns into what we think it'll be with Todd Munkin, with Greg uh, Greg Roman out, then it it will be a little bit more pass heavy. And I think if if I'm taking anybody on that team to go over. You know, it'll be it'll be, uh, you know, Mark Andrews. And I'm not looking at those other wide receivers. I mean, when we talk about security blankets for teams, um, Mark Andrews, I think, is 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 at the top of that list for the Baltimore Ravens because he's been one of the more consistent guys uh, ever since at least Lamar uh, took over as a starting quarterback. But you take a look back to back seasons. Um, 110 plus targets. Like you mentioned, all the stats are about the target share. He, he's crushed this number. Um And you also talk about when we talk about tight ends as well, I feel like Mark Andrews has forgotten a lot um, because, again, we talk about the the Travis Kelsey of the world. We talk about the George Kittles of the world. Uh, When we talked about Darren Wallers of the world um, a couple of seasons ago, I think he probably returns to that form uh, this upcoming season for the Giants. But I feel like Mark Andrews sometimes forgotten about it in that fold. And he's been, like I mentioned, more more reliable than not for the – uh, for the uh, for for the Baltimore Ravens here, Rod. Thoughts on Mark Andrews? Yeah, these guys have been together since they they both joined the league in 2018, right? They they're both they yeah. they've been teammates since then. They've they've grown to love each other. And the only time that Mark Andrews has not been the leading receiver on this team in yardage wise has been the 2020 season 
where uh, Marquise Brown stole that crown from uh, from Andrews. Uh, but of course, Andrews didn't even play all the games in that one. Marquise did, and still, uh, it w- he was only sixty eight yards away from, or sixty nine yards away, really, from being the leading receiver on that team. Again, Mark Andrews is the pass catcher. Doesn't matter who else is in there. It could be OBJ. Could be. DPJ. I don't care. It doesn't matter who it is, right? That's, those are the people. He's the guy that's going to be catching the passes. So it stands to reason he's going to be in line for at least 900, if not a thousand yards again this season. All right. Uh, for my last player prop, I am going to go back to the Steelers. I'm going to take George Pickens to go over, uh, on his receiving yards for this upcoming season. I'm buying into all the hype for uh, George Pickens uh, for this upcoming season for the uh, Steelers. And again, we've seen all the flashes uh, during the training camp and we've seen, you know, uh, the preseason uh, uh, from George Pickens. I, I, you go back to last year in his rookie year, right? Uh, I think he got to the number of, I want to say it was around 700, if I'm not mistaken, when I, when I wrote this down. Uh, so it was seven, sorry, 801 yards last season. And for this upcoming season, uh, that number right now is the same thing at 800 and a half. I think that he's going to be more involved uh, in this uh, passing game because we take a look at the depth chart for the, uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers for this upcoming season it's Deontay Johnson. It's George Pickens. We talked about George, uh, sorry, George, uh, uh, Cl- uh, Chase Claypool, who's no longer on this team. Um, there was a lot of hype coming behind Chase Claypool this upcoming, uh, or sorry, when he entered the NFL, but obviously it didn't work out with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now it's going to be, you know, I think George uh, Pickens is going to be at the top of that list as far as targets for this team. Allen Robinson. I mean, I think we talked about him a lot last season, Rod, that he would have, uh, been a great addition when he was with the Rams, but it just didn't pan out. Maybe his better days are behind him. So I think this is just going to be a year where George Pickens has a monster year. And I wouldn't be surprised guys that, that George Pickens has a 1000 yard receiving uh, season. We talked about that. We do like Kenny Pickett to go over on his uh, 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 passing yards for this upcoming year. I think a lot of that is going to go to George Pickens. And I think that those targets that um, we talk about, I think that he's definitely going to be at the top of that list. He should get 100-plus targets this upcoming season. Last year, 52 receptions, 84 targets, 801 receiving yards. The official number right now is uh, 750.5 over on DraftKings. I'm going to double-check that number because every other book has 800.5. So if we're finding a 50-yards discount here on uh, George Pickens at DraftKings, um, I think that's something that I may just put like two units on because I think this is going to be a prime year for George Pickens. And yes, right now, currently over on DraftKings, 750 and a half is a little bit juice at minus 125. But again, if he plays in 14, 15 games this season, the targets should be up for him. I think he's going he's to crush this number for this upcoming year. So George Pickens over 750 and a half receiving yards uh, for the Pittsburgh Cities here, Chris. Yeah, I like it. I like him enough. So, so last year, uh, being his first year, he he is going to be a little more acclimated to the NFL, right? That's one thing I'm always looking for. Um, so I love that. And I, th- I just think that they're going to have to pass the ball, right, a little bit more because with Pittsburgh, you don't want to be too predictable. And Mike Tomlin's done a really good job of this over the course of his tenure there, right? Even when they had, you know, I think Rob mentioned him earlier, Jerome Bettis, Le'Veon Bell, you still want to – you know, you, and we'll see it. I think we'll continue to see it for as long as Mike Tomlin's in the NFL. A lot of play action, right? A lot of wide receivers running down the field and being able to find, you know, run different routes to 
to make some of those highlight real catches, which we saw Pickens do a lot last year. So um, I, th- I, I I like him, you know, but I think that, uh, you know, like I said, he, it should be some progression. He was, he was, you know, very, uh, he went over this number last year. So I think, I think we still can see, still see him continue to get a little bit better this year. Um, and uh, also quarterback position, another year, right. For yep. him. So, so just developing that cohesiveness over the, over the course of the off season. I like it. Right. Thoughts on George Pickens. So Deontay Johnson obviously is the the big guy in the room, but they've had their frustrations with him over the last couple of seasons, right? I mean, the drops, the the just not necessarily consistent play out of Deontay Johnson. He could be great one day, and then he can just drop a whole bunch the next day. So I think as uh, uh, this team progresses, yeah, they're going to need to to land on the the second year guy to kind of step up and be the the man. So I definitely agree with you uh, on this over for sure. All right, so that is our last round of player props for the AFC North Division. Uh, Last order of business before we wrap up the episode. That is going to be our best bets for the AFC North Division. Um, Rod, why don't you lead us off with your best bet for this division? Just give me the guy I can't quit. J.K. Dobbins, over 750 and a half rushing yards. Again, this is at even money. It it literally is the triple option. And I'm probably going to say that all season long. You're going to get tired of hearing it. I don't care. That's what they run in Baltimore. So uh, they may want to pass. They may want to be flashy. But JK, if he's healthy, I think he's going to get close to 1,000 yards. So this 750 yards is is gone. So I love it. All right. Um, Chris, best bet. So let's stay in uh, let's stay in Baltimore. Let's stay with the Russian. I'm going Lamar. Uh, another guy like these numbers all kind of correlate because none of them are too high. Like Rod said, we got two guys coming off an injury. Lamar also coming off injury. Uh, Russian yards is seven twenty five and a half. I think that he goes over that number. He has, uh, you know, in his, in the past, and we just need him to stay healthy. Kind of like what Rod was saying. The one consistent thing has been Lamar Jackson's legs for this team. Not the greatest receiving core. Plays will break down. Instincts will kick in. And we'll see him flying down the field, you know, breaking off 25-yard runs, 50-yard runs. And I think he can go over this number relatively early in the season, too, if he can if he can play, you know, in a full allotment of games this year. Love it. Uh, all right, for my best bet, it's going to be the one I just mentioned, George Pickens, over 750 and a half receiving yards uh, for this upcoming season. And we talked about uh, last season, he got 801 receiving yards uh, on 83 targets, I believe is what I said. Uh, but I think that number is going to definitely get into the triple digits as far as targets for this upcoming season for George Pickens. Uh, 52 receptions last year, four touchdowns as well. I think he's just going to be heavily more involved in this offense. Uh, probably may at a point may just become the number one option for the Steelers team. Because again, we talked about Deontay Johnson and his inefficiencies and his inconsistencies. Uh, George Pickens could probably, you know, be that number one guy. And again, we talked about Kenny Pickett taking that next step um, this upcoming season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had a great phenomenal final eight games for the Pittsburgh Steelers something that he carried into the off season, into training camps, uh, into the preseason game. Um, and I think that, that him and, and, um, George Pickens should have a big year, um, at least offensively throwing the football uh, for this Steelers team. And again, we talked about the running game that that's going to be there as well. But I think for the success uh, for the Steelers team, at least offensively has to be is, is going to be obviously on the shoulders of uh, Kenny Pickett. But I think he's going to find George Pickens. Uh, so we may hear Pickett to Pickens a lot uh, as far as uh, maybe touchdowns, but more importantly, uh, receiving yards for this upcoming season. Gentlemen. Eight divisions, 
down. We are officially at the finish line for our season-long player props. This is a great reminder for our listeners. Uh, if you haven't already, go back and listen to uh, all eight or the previous seven divisions. Uh, and this one, of course, if you're already listening to it. Um, there were really around 40 to 45 minutes, so you can knock them out, whether you're driving into work, driving home from work, going to work out, uh, trying, to, trying to tune out the kids or, or the wife or your partner, whoever the case might be. But uh, hopefully we found some more winners for this upcoming season for you guys. This was a lot of fun. I look forward to this every single season, uh, doing our season-long player props. But that doesn't mean we're going anywhere. We're just warming up for the regular season. Uh, we'll be doing our weekly uh, NFL player props for the Sunday games. We'll be doing our player props for the uh, primetime games, the Thursday night football and Monday night football. So it's a great reminder. If you haven't already subscribed to number one, the Propcast, this is a great time to do so. And also the NFL gambling podcast. If you haven't already, uh, the props that we do give out weekly will also be on the NFL gambling podcast feed. So do us a favor, subscribe to both of those feeds. If you haven't already left us a rating and review for both of those uh, uh, feeds or any of the SGPN uh, feeds and podcasts that are happening Please take some time out and do so. It really helps us grow the show and uh, grow up the charts and be one of the best pods out there. Rod, anything else, my man, we need to mention before we get out of here? I think it's funny. None of us brought up any bangles. Uh, that's oh, uh, a yeah. little, little bit uh, surprising given who's on that team, but uh, that's fine. I think we still found some good. And also, I w- I'm looking forward to a season of uh, broadcasters tripping over pickings to pickings, pick, pickets to pick. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun too. P2P. Uh, <laughs> to pickings. I don't know. Anyways, follow me uh, on Twitter at RJ Villa Gomez. Link in the bio. Obviously, NASCAR uh, still hot and heavy. F1 is back. IndyCar. We got a green light to go IndyCar again this weekend. So, uh, lots of motor racing for you guys to to have if you're looking for something different from the NFL. Uh, Chris, anything else, my man? The what Rod mentioned the the picking to pickings I think they'll just start abbreviating that Rod I think we'll have a universal <laughs> universal P to P like you said you know for something like that it will be super interesting and then what Rod mentioned about about the Bengals man like I, I feel like so much of so much of last season will be like really close to who like nothing really turned over they have like pretty much every you know everything's the same so the numbers are you know seem pretty sharp so didn't really surprise me i thought maybe one of you guys would but i was looking at this like nah, i'm not touching any i'm not touching any of this so uh you know that really didn't surprise me too much um as far as uh you know where you can find my work over on twitter as well at crispy cap and two p's two ends uh, excited to to continue uh you know doing the show with you guys and kind of breaking down nfl props throughout the regular season i'm i'm really excited about this so hopefully We've given out some winners. Like Minoff said, if you haven't checked out the other pods, we've broken out every division at this point, and we're really, really close to football. We're all really, really excited. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited to, k- to kind of keep it going, you know. If, uh, so definitely check out the other pods and, uh, you know, listen to this one too. Again, if you need some more information. <laughs> yeah, just going back to the Bengals, but I think for me when I was looking at it, it was just the unknown of what was going to happen with Joe Burrow. Um, I think that kind of, you know, steered me away. And then I think – uh, with the um, numbers for Joe Mixon, I was looking at. I, I just didn't find anything that kind of gave me the edge or, or something that I did like. So again, we'll start. We'll, we'll see what happens with Joe Burrow if he's able to start the season or if they held uh, if they hold him out uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. But uh, yeah, maybe we'll come back next week. Maybe do some player award markets. I know uh, we did that for the NFL pod. Maybe we could quickly run through those before we do get to the regular season and do our first official um regular season pod for the Thursday night football game between the Lions and the Chiefs. Um all right, that is going to do it. You can find me on Twitter at sportsnerd824. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it 
ride.